Five Points Podcast. I am uh, with a good friend and colleague, uh, Victor Fan, who is a, I don't even know where to begin to cover all the things he does, uh, but the best thing he does is being my friend. So that's, uh, that's a big thing. Hi, hey, Victor, how you doing? Hey, Mark. Uh, doing well. Good, good. Actually, the best thing he does probably is being a father. But uh, he's also a screenwriting teacher, a screenwriter, a producer, an editor, uh, an illustrator, a uh, – te- did I say teacher? Did I say screenwriting Yeah, teacher? that's like the first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I mean, I just can't keep up with all the things uh, you do. He's a, he's a martial artist. He's a mixed martial artist. He's uh, currently working for a – Brown belt, is that correct? Yeah, the next up is brown, and then the black, finally black after that one. Yeah, wow. Well, you've been doing it for many years. I mean, and he also, you also compete, uh, which is kind of crazy. So uh, you are not the typical writer geek uh, that, that we see, So, which is good. Um, so, Victor, you know today is, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, bef- uh, which tonight is the Academy Awards. Um, do you watch the show? Because I really don't. Oh, you don't? No. It's the biggest uh, night. It's like the Super Bowl of Hollywood, man. Yeah, I know. I I just have a problem with award shows in general. I don't watch the Grammys or the or the uh, Golden Globes or. I mean, I'm interested in the results, but I don't watch the shows. I just can't. I don't. Something about well, first of all, it started with the Grammys. When I was a musician, mm-hmm. I never thought that the Grammys were reflective of the uh, of the business. And because um, I listened to a lot of stuff that never got to a, a Grammy nomination. So uh, that kind of rolled over. I mean, if we have a, an Academy Awards party or something, I'm, I'm really interested. But otherwise, no, I don't watch it. So, um. Anyway, uh, so how you been? How's uh, everything going? Everything's going well, man. Uh, you know, things are trucking along. Things are every day. Things get better and better. So yeah, well, you're you're certainly busy. Um, oh, I know what I forgot to add. You're a tech guru, so <laughs> you do that too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, we uh, we can be found if you're interested in finding us online. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. I think it's called now, not iTunes. I I don't know. Anyway. Um, and there's a couple other places that have picked up the podcast and, and have it. Uh, if you need to contact anybody on the podcast or you have a, suggestions or whatever, you can go to plotpointspodcast.com. And uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I think it's plotpoints.com. Well, it's either plotpoints or plotpointspodcast.com. Anyway, um, there's a number on there, 919 Scripts. Uh, that's S-C-R-I-P-T-S. You can call us and leave a message, or you, there's a contact form on the website. And plenty of people have reached out, so continue to do that. We're, we're always happy to take your suggestions. Um, so, Victor, what have you been watching lately uh, for, you know, entertainment? Um, so, on Friday night, my kid and my sister convinced me to finally watch Parasite. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and that was an awesome movie. Um, so today, when we go over our Oscar list, it's definitely going to show up on my list a few times. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, definitely want to. It, it's gotten such great reviews, um, and it is an Oscar nominee. Um, and we're going to give our picks for some of the categories of the Oscars a little bit later. But uh, are you watching any um, TV? The only um, TV I'm watching right now, but besides sports, because you know you and I are sports fanatics. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, especially NBA trades. This week was out of control, but mm-hmm. 
um, besides sports, uh, I've been watching um, Batman, the animated series from the 90s with my kid. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, because she, you know, even though she's a huge DC fan, she doesn't know a lot of the origins of the, the villains. And mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, told her about like the psychological angle that the, the creators did with, with each one of the villains representing a fragmented part of Batman's psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's seen in that light for the first time, she understands it more. And on top of that too, I, I realized that that show, you know, by the time that show had come on in the nineties and me being, you know, eighties, nineties kid, um, they weren't making like they weren't even making neo noirs anymore, mm-hmm. and I realized that that show was actually what introduced the kids who grew up in the '90s to film noir. You know, because mm-hmm. it's shot in a very film noir style. The music, everything takes place in like the film noir time, um, and then that you know. So when I got in college and was introduced to film noir like formally, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm really interested in this. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm watching uh, a, a great show on. Netflix called Sex Education, and oh man, is it is it? It's so good. Um, it, it, you know, it's kind of like it reminds me a little of Skins, which it's a British. They're both British shows. Gillian uh, Anderson shows up as the mother of the main character of Asa Butterfield, and she has a British accent, which she does extremely well. And it's just very well done. It's so it's sweet, it's profane, tender, you know, gross. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even. They had one episode where somebody uh, had released a picture of somebody's vagina, and uh, the whole episode was them trying to figure out whose vagina it was. And so it was kind. Of, it's so kind that's of, not one you recommend me watching my kid. Got no, it. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it is a definitely an an, an NC seventeen. Although, uh, it, I mean, it's it. Well, I can't even. I can't. I can't get into what it does well because it does everything well, but it, it definitely is a little bit challenging. And then uh, I've been watching a lot of also erotic thrillers lately uh, with my for my project, uh, my film project that's uh, in pre- pre-production. And um, I think I mentioned that last podcast. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So happy to, you know, no one gets happier than me to hear when you're working, you're back yeah. in the game, you know? Well, I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in a little bit. It um, it was a great – it's a great project. It's really interesting, and I'll, I'll give you the kind of the, the 411 on some of the details. So, And then I found um, Monk on Amazon, uh, and I've never seen all the episodes. I've seen a lot of them, and it was one of one of the shows that I really enjoyed. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of going back and watching that. So I'm kind of at the opposite spectrum of this noir stuff. I'm in – I'm in La La Land, basically. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, except for the erotic thrillers. Right. Um, so we... Um, so are you working on anything uh, currently that, uh, that involves a film, or are you off, off on your programming tangent? Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, because I have a sleeping disorder, I do everything concurrently. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I think, you know, a lot of the listeners, because um, these are the questions that you and I get all the time from our students and, mm-hmm. you know, the OC screenwriters, people who show up to our events. But like, um, so as you know, in the last time we talked in this podcast, I've been writing a movie for a producer mm-hmm. and it's a contract and, you know, my agent took care of it. It's all legit. But um, recently the the producer hadn't, paid us for the most recent draft mm. and i talked to my my uh i talked to my agent this week you know kelly he's a good friend of mine you know sure. him too sure. um i talked to my agent this week he's like hey here, here's the situation look i'm doing very well financially um so anytime i'm not working i'd rather spend with my kid so i'm not going to write for free 
Right. And my agent's like 100%. So my agent pretty much called the producer and said, if we don't see a check, you don't see another word. So that's where it's at right now with that project. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah, it is what it is. And maybe it'll make him wake up and write a check. But that's, that's just at the stage where I'm at in my life. I don't need to write for free anymore. That's just right. the way it is. Right. Well, I mean, you, the, the contract is a contract too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so for me um, – so I'm, I just got really uh, encouraging news on my pilot. Uh, I sent them a new opening. Um, they had some specific criticisms about the, the way that the character uh, presents himself. And so they had I, – I don't want to get into the details of it, but um, I sent them new pages and they loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said if you can continue this trend into the rest of the pilot, we're, we're ready to take it out, which, which will be great. Uh, and then I picked up this other project. Uh, it was a rewrite. I think I explained it on the last podcast, but it's basically a rewrite of an erotic thriller. And it's based um, in Vietnamese culture, which is interesting because the only the closest I've come is you or my ex-girlfriend. Um, right. Anyway, it's, it's great fun because they want to incorporate uh, some of the cultural references. Uh, so, and they're paying me, which is... Oh, uh, <laughs> that's always a victory. Anytime I hear pay, I want to do a touchdown dance, you know, like yeah. I'm freaking the Chiefs. <laughs> right. So keep me busy. Plus my class has started, blah, 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 blah. I'm working on a lot of <laughs> shit. So. To remind you, we are Pod, Plot Points Podcast. Um, this is me, Mark Sevy, and uh, I'm with my good friend, Victor Fan, who is also uh, one of the close to original founders of the uh, OC Screenwriters, Orange County Screenwriters Association. Um, hopefully, we'll get some stuff done this year. Uh, we we kind of had an off year last year, although we did a lot with OC Film and Television. We didn't do much with uh, with OC Screenwriters, so. but it's on the list, Victor. I know you're hungry for that. You love that stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we, there's such a demand for it. These kids, they hit me up every day. When you guys have another event, you know, they just want to network. They just want to get involved. Like, like how you and I were 20 years ago. That's exactly who they are. You know, I forget that. We didn't have Orange County student writers 20 years ago. You know, true. Yeah. Well, we did have it 10 years ago because that's how long we've been in business. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, we'll get back to it uh, soon enough. So, um, Victor, your, your best guesses, I know you probably haven't seen all of the films. I don't think many people have, but uh, your best guesses on, let me give the nominations and we'll go through the list uh, of um, nominations for, and then we'll give our picks. Okay. How's that? Sounds great, man. All right. So best picture is uh, 1917, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, Joker. Marriage Story, Little Women, and Ford versus Ferrari. What's your pick for Best Picture? My pick for Best Picture is going to be Parasite. Uh, okay. And the reason why is because it's the most original thing I've seen in years. Oh, okay. I heard Jojo Rabbit was pretty impressive, but I don't think it has a chance of making getting Best Picture, right? Uh, so, yeah, mine is going to be 1917. I'm sorry. Uh, I changed my mind. Uh, the odds on favored is 1970. Yeah, big time. Yeah, but I'm picking um, I'm picking Joker. Yeah, uh, because I think it might be time to give a comic book movie uh, best picture award. Uh, mm-hmm. So, especially one like that where it, it transcends comic books. Yes, yes, it does. Okay, it, it's a good movie that happens to be a comic book movie. 
as yeah, opposed to the other way around. It's uh, well, plus it made a billion dollars, my lord, <laughs> Jesus, or or more than that. So, all right, so uh, you're you are uh, Parasite, and I am Joker. What about Best Director? We have Sam Mendes for 1917, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Todd Phillips for Joker. So I'm going with Bong Joon Ho. Okay, Parasite. Parasite. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with um, the the uh, uh, Sam, um, Todd Phillips. Todd oh, Phillips for Joker. Joker, yeah, good. Yeah. All right, how about so? Uh, so we're not going to do best actress, best best actor. We we don't writers. Have any, we don't know that stuff anyway. <laughs> well, no, we don't have any control over that as writers. Uh, we yeah. really don't. And picture and director, we have at least some skin in the game. How about mm-hmm. uh, best adapted screenplay? Jojo, uh, wait, this- we have Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. Little Women. The Irishman, Joker, and the Two Popes. All right, this one uh, should be no surprise. Best adapted, I'm giving to Joker. Oh, okay, and I'm going to go with Irishman. Um, <clears throat> did you see Irishman by any chance? No, I don't have that many hours in my life. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in two sittings. It was, it was. I thought it was spectacular. And the reason I'm giving it a best adapted screenplay is because what who. The, the source material is very difficult, and they did a great job. They bounced all around the universe as far as time and, and always kept it cogent. Um, so I thought, it, I thought it was just a really good job. Okay, for best original screenplay, we have Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Knives Out, or 1917. I'm giving to Parasite, and the reason why is because of the – you could underline and caps original. Mm, okay, and I'm going to go with uh, Knives Out, <clears throat> being that it's a it's basically a play, I, which I always have a, a you know big time respect for anybody who can write a uh, script about a house, you know, people right. in a house, so. single drama, single yeah, it's chamber, really lo- limited location. So right, so um, Rod did the best, man. Oh God, yeah. Well, his, uh, his even his er, his early stuff was uh, fantastic. He won Emmys for a lot of that stuff, so. Um, okay, so we're going to go our last category. I think, yeah, we, we did Joker or we did picture, uh, ada- uh, director, adapted screenplay. Okay, animated, best animated feature. We have Toy, Toy Story 4, Klaus, Klaus, Missing Link, I Lost My Body, and How to T- Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I'm going with How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, and I'm, I'm picking Toy Story 4. So. Because uh, I, I just think it's impossible to beat uh, Toy Story. It just seemed, you know, the what a franchise that has been for the right. last how many years? So yeah, I, I've been to Pixar and I've actually sat next to their Oscar sh- shelf. <laughs> and like, let me tell you, they crank those Oscars out like you wouldn't believe, man. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they they really well. It, it it's really yeah, it's a great a great company. Um, continuing to be a great company even with john lasseter as a uh, more on the sidelines these days so yeah. uh, all right um well that was great so we're probably going to hit what what do you think i'm, I'm probably going to hit maybe one out of five i don't know so i had a couple pieces of trivia i wanted to throw out there too um I think everybody probably knows the Academy Awards have been around for a long time. They started in 1929. Uh, they had there were 270 guests uh, at that particular ceremony that lasted 15 minutes. 
Um, and then um, it's, you know, for us, the best original screenplay uh, is what the, the award is now, but it used to be separate categories. One was best story, and then the other one was uh, writing. And so in 1957, they combined both categories to honor just screenplay. Uh, do you know who has the most nominations uh, in original screenplay? No, who is it? Mr. Woody Allen. Oh, wow. Oh, that shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, it shouldn't be when you think about it, right? Yeah. Um, he's got 16 nominations and uh, three awards. Three, He's won three times. Wow. And then uh, Patty Chayefsky is very close, but he has a best adapted uh, instead of uh, original. So Patty Chayefsky was a hell of a writer, just incredible. Yeah, great uh, playwright. Yeah. Well, a scriptwriter too. He wrote several really incredible movies, um, including Network. Uh, ben Affleck is the youngest winner at 25 for Goodwill Hunting. And Matt Damon was 27 at the time. And Woody Allen is the oldest winner at 76 for Midnight in Paris. So uh, the first gay nominee for uh, screenwriting was Noel Coward. The first one to win an Academy Award who was gay is William Inge, who did for one for Splendor in the in the Grass. Uh, the first woman was uh, Frances Marion. She won for she won two or three Academy Awards. She's a pretty incredible writer. I think I've already done a profile on her, but if I haven't, that's definitely on the list. Uh, the first black person to win was Jeffrey Fletcher for Precious, uh, which was based on the movie Sapphire. And the first black nominee was Susan DePass for Lady Sing the Blue, Lady Sings the Blues. And Jordan Peele, uh, not too many years ago, was the first black man or any black person to win for best original screenplay. Um, okay. So here's a question. Here's a trivia question. Let's see how many you can get. I don't think I'm going to get any. Dude. Well, that's okay. Which three films, three films are, any of the three are the only to win the big five Oscars, which means picture, actor, actress, director, and screenplay. Um, I know. I mean, one of them has to be Lord of the Rings, uh, the third one. No. 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 Shoot. Um, is Lawrence <laughs> of the Arabia on there? No, it should be, though. That was a great, great film. Uh, let's see. All right, I'll take you off the hook. Yeah, yeah, just get me off the hook, dude. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it happened one night in 1934, uh, which was uh, Clark Gable and um, Myrna Loy. Myrna Loy? Yeah, I think so. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975 and Silence of the Lambs mm. in 1991. So, anyway. I totally dropped the ball there. I felt like Jimmy G two weeks ago. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's, that's some, some uh, trivia for, for our Academy Award uh, fans. And uh, it's a, it's a, it is a great show. It really is a wonderful – you know, I, I, you and I, I don't know if you aspire to ever, to ever get an Academy Award. I, I certainly do not. Hmm. I'd be happy to get the Academy Award for, for uh, you know, the, the, uh, the best uh, B-movie made or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, the Razzies. Yeah, no, no, the Razzies. I don't want the Razzies. No, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's cool. So, um, all right. Well, uh, so at this point, let's. Uh, you had a few questions that came in uh, either from your students or your your daughter or your ass. I don't know where they came from, but <laughs> why, don't yeah. you throw, why don't you throw them out there? Yeah, definitely. So this this time, I'm gonna. 
throw some selfish questions at you just because, you know, you've always been my Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, the first question I have for you is, you know, knowing that you know the situation I'm in, um, when you're in the situation where you really want to deliver another draft to the client, but your agent advises against it, what do you do? You gotta, you gotta listen to your agent. You, you cannot, well, let's put it this way. How good is your relationship with your agent? And if you want to alienate him or second guess him uh, or her, that's okay. But you got to realize that they are there. You have to present a united front. It's like, um, you know, to analogize it to anything, you got to be a team player here. And so he represents your interests. And if you undercut him, either in price or direct communication, I don't think that's going to be a good result. Um, it, you, you can only do something like that if you're not uh, willing to go with this agent in the future. And if this agent allows you to do that, he shouldn't be your agent. No agent should allow his client to uh, negotiate outside of the uh, the parameters. Now, it's different if you're if there's no contract signed um, and you're you, you have a personal relationship with the client. Um, but th- in this case, if it's if your agent negotiated it. You need to tell him very clearly, I want to do blank and have him go and do blank. And if he doesn't do what he, what you want him to do, then say, I'm going to talk to the client directly, but at least give him a, a heads up on it. Don't, don't go off on your own on it. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, okay? Thank you, Mark. All right. <clears throat> the else? next one is, uh, you've talked in the past about the importance of having chops as a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you talk more about the importance as, of a creative individual to constantly produce work, whether you're currently on assignment or not. Oh God. Yeah. There's um, well, you're a martial artist. Um, You're also a tech guy you've done. And you know, I remember when you were doing like a picture a week, uh, you were drawing a picture a week. I I can imagine that when you started to get back into any of that, because you were out of tech, you were out of martial arts and you were out of animation for a while. Um, it took a while for you to get up to speed and become uh, as good as you are. And it's like anything else. You know from martial arts, my, my teacher always says, my sensei always says, it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's a skill that won't last. It, it, if, you don't have, if you don't practice it every week, you're not on the top of your game when something comes up. So just like anything else, if you, you're going to maintain some skills as a writer but you're not going to have that edge um, if you don't do it all the time. And, you know, it's hard to sit and write for no, for no money. It really is for me. It is hard to, you know, to try to, try to justify putting in all this effort and time. But um, the thing I keep coming back to is, and I've had a full career, and I'm, I'm hoping for a, a resurgence here, but it's hard for me to, re- to remember that when you hit, you hit big time. And um, you, if you're not ready for that moment, you're going to miss that moment. You got to be ready for that moment. So with you, unfortunately, you can only do so many things. You don't, we, you and I both have a limited amount of hours and, you know, teaching takes up a lot of my time. I'm sure it takes up a lot of your time, especially all of it. Yeah. (laughs) And you, you know, you have a kid who's, you know, you have to run around, uh, you're a soccer mom at this point. I I am very much that person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you have a lot, you have a lot on your plate, but uh, the thing is, is you've got to keep your, your hand, your hand in with your writing because I imagine 
it was different going back to it because you hadn't written anything uh, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And if you're not writing now, then you're going to eventually the guy's going to say, yeah, I'm going to pay whatever the money is. You're going to go back to it and you're going to say, this feels awkward to me. So um, even if it's short stories or you write, you do a lot of short scripts too, a lot of short uh, features and stuff like that. By the way, you can find Victor on um, IMDB, uh, Victor Fan, P-H-A-N. Um, he's on social media. He has about 4,000 friends or something like that. But um, anyway, so if you go back to it, uh, you're going to be, I think if you haven't been writing and you've been sitting on your ass not doing anything about that, you're you're going to end up being awkward. So I think it's really important for any student of any, and I consider myself even after 25 years a, a student of this, it's important for anybody to keep up their chops to, you know, no musician is as good as they were when they were playing. Um, if they're playing, if you're playing every night, uh, you're, you're practicing every day. Uh, and then you, you set it down for a year. You're going to be, it's, you're going to miss notes. You're going to, you're going to, and the same with writing and anything, martial arts, anything, any skill that's also a craft has, uh, has, a, a, a it, it's a, what do they call it? it? It just doesn't stick with you. So, so get back to writing, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. All right. I think at this point we're probably going to say goodbye. I um, I haven't I didn't time this, but I think we're probably into at least twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So, uh, Victor, I want to thank you for uh, giving up some of your Sunday uh, for to be with us on on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You know how much I love this. So yeah. anytime you make the call, you know I'm there. I uh, appreciate that. Victor's one of the guys. I was talking to uh, a friend of ours, Michelle Manu, last night, um, and uh, she broke her leg in two places. So she's currently uh, – she has to go in for surgery because she has to get pins and stuff in her leg or her ankle. And uh, I was talking to her about the podcast, and I said, yeah, Victor's one of the guys – that if I was putting together an army, he would be right by my side because when you go to war with Victor, he's got your back all the time. So uh, that's how much I appreciate you and who you are. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome, Michelle. Get well. Um, she boy, she she sent me a picture and it's just you know it's in a cast so you can't see anything. But man, yeah, it's uh, it, you know for for a martial artist for somebody who's as physical. Uh, physically oriented as uh, she is, it's it's definitely a uh, a setback. I guess it's going to be maybe six months all in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want her to heal fast, just so I, I watch her kick your ass again. Yeah. <laughs> she's willing to do that <laughs> just about any time, and I'm willing to have my ass kicked by her just about any time. Yeah. So I'm going to have her on the podcast. Maybe next podcast we can I can talk to her a little bit about it. But she's uh, so she's great, really terrific human being. Um, starting to really kick some ass in uh, acting and and uh, stunt coordination too. So Michelle, get well. We love you. Um, and um, Victor, again, thank you for your time. We are Plot Points Podcast. My name is Mark Sevy. I've been with Victor Fan, um, who is a, a multi-talented uh, film guy and also human being, just got a lot of skills. And as always, for, for Victor, myself, and for OC screenwriters, uh, be inspired, do good work. <laughs>